Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Another week gone by. Another week into June. And it's a short, it's a strange June because the NBA Finals have concluded, in my opinion, pretty early, if you don't know. We're getting to sports at the, off the bat here. The Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat four games to one in Game 5 to win the NBA Finals in home in Denver. Denver, The Denver Nuggets' first NBA championship in their franchise history. And it was, in my opinion, well-deserved. Well-deserved. They were the better team than the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, you know, had a hell of a run. Nobody expected them to make it to the finals. They were the eighth seed. They had trouble getting into the into the playoffs at the play. They had a play-in tournament and loss, and they still wound up in the playoffs and making it all the way, getting all the way to the finals and playing the Denver Nuggets, getting a game off of the Nuggets, and then... The Denver Nuggets were just a complete team. I mean, they had Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Porter Jr., Caldwell Pope. They had a, a complete team with stars and talent and bench players and the coach and everybody. They had everybody. They were a complete team through and through. And they absolutely des- deserved to win the NBA Finals because, let's say, if the Miami Heat were able to storm all the way back and beat the Miami Heat, I'm pretty sure we would have all been like, yeah, well, the Heat deserved it because they won, sure. But at the end of the day, I think we could have all said, if the Heat ended up winning the Finals, that Denver was the much better team than uh, the Heat, for sure, in terms of, like, roster and all that. I don't know what happened, but Jimmy Butler just kind of faded away in the finals. He had a hell of an Eastern Conference Finals. He played his ass off against the Boston Celtics, brought them all the way back, or, or they went the distance. Boston came back, and Jimmy Butler, you know, destroyed the Celtics, essentially, and the finals, he just kind of faded away. He was like pretty much non-existent. He, pro- I think, he had like one good game. That might have been it. And then he just was not there. And you know what it was also. If you really look at the games, and you rewatch the games, or if you remember, there's a lot of times where Jimmy Butler looks either exhausted, like he just is burnt out, out of gas, because the Denver Nuggets play such good defense. He was either gassed slash confused. Like he did not know how to break down that Denver Nuggets defense. And they, you know, for the most part, they were able to keep up with the Denver Nuggets, but still, like when it mattered, like when it really, really mattered, Denver just was able to defend them and keep them within like not even like not even able for them to come back and, you know, win most of the games. Like I said, they won one game, but that was it. I mean, 
really, it was all rap. Denver was a better team. They deserved it. And probably going to be, if they don't win another one, probably not very memorable team, I'll be honest. Just because, like, the games were not all that intense, except for, like, the, the second game where the Heat beat them. Because just Denver was just the better team through and through. And it wasn't like the games weren't like super blowouts, but like they were like still in control. Like there wasn't much that Miami was able to do to really make it like close games in the end, you know. So in terms of a neutral fan like myself and wanting to see a good series, not the best, but I can say that the better team won. The team that deserved to win won. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. And uh, I think that I think that this team, the Denver Nuggets, is is primed to go at it again and again, competing for titles in the next few years, possibly. Because I'm pretty sure that Jokic and Murray are locked up for the next like few years. So that'll give them options to really, you know, be competing within the coming years, to become champions yet again. And looking at the West, uh, the Western Conference, I don't see a whole lot of threat from the Lakers, the Suns all that much right now. Um, Clippers, possibly. T-Wolves, nah. I don't really see much of a threat to their reign, I'll be honest. Um, maybe the Warriors, if they get better, healthy, maybe add some pieces, but, you know, to me, the Denver Nuggets just seem like they're going to be able to reign supreme in the Western Conference for the next few years, so, if you weren't a fan of the Nuggets now, you might as well become one, because they're going to be a relevant team that's going to be in contention every single year for that Western Conference, you know, uh, crown, and potentially the you know, NBA title. So I think that if you're a neutral fan like myself and you're like, well, we're at least we're going to get some really good basketball because the Denver Nuggets play some really, really good basketball. And, you know, so the Heat. The Heat play incredibly competitive and, you know, hustle basketball. I just feel like they could not keep hustling to beat the Denver Nuggets is just sheer, like, talent and firepower. And and just, like, their teamwork. Like, they, they're, like, the best team in the league. They, they just are the best scoring offense, the best defense, the best talent-wise. Like, they're just the best. They really are. You know, if you look at them on paper, they just seem to work perfectly together. It's really nuts when you think about it. So they're going to be a team that's to be reckoned with in the next three to four years, I would say. If they can keep the majority of that team together, man, they might be like the next dynasty, the next, I wouldn't say warriors, but like the next like big dynasty within the NBA, possibly. I mean, we said that about the the Milwaukee Bucks as well, but, you know, they only won one since. I mean, to be fair, they've kind of had some bad luck with injuries and stuff like that, so... You know, hopefully that does not happen. If you look at the Denver Nuggets right now, like their entire team was like not injured at all. Like they didn't miss 
that much of the games. I know Jokic turned his ankle, but like he was still able to come out and play at least a little bit every single game and play pretty well every single game. So even though that little injury, he was not like sidelined from the games that much. So if you think about it, they just had like the perfect run, the perfect run, the perfect team, the most com- complete team all put it together and won it this year. You know, and and yeah, it's not like the 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 big franchise that you thought would win it, like the Lakers or the Celtics, 76ers. No, but it was at the end of the day, the team that absolutely deserved it. So, congrats to the Denver Nuggets, to the fans in Denver. You know, you saw videos of them going crazy outside of Denver, hanging on to traffic lights and 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 just cheering on their team. The stadium, or not the stadium, the arena during Game 5 was just insane. It was incredible how much that they were able to, you know, make that entire arena electric. And you know what? I'm glad that they won it at home because you got the cheers and and the crazy fans. You can see all that during the game. It would not have been as fun, I think, if they won it in Miami I mean, it would have it, that would have either implied that they swept Miami, or took it to Game Six at least to in Miami. But like, it, it's just better, I think, like for a TV experience. If you're a neutral fan, for the team that's going to win to win it at home, it's just you know, it's it's a much more enjoyable thing to watch. And it's like, well, I, you know, I'm a neutral fan. Like I said, neutral. But I love watching sports. I love watching playoff basketball. I love watching the finals. And it's like, I win either way. I don't have to be a fan. I win no matter what. So thank you, Denver. Thank you, Miami, for putting up a fight, for being the Cinderella, the dark horse of this year's playoffs and beating the Celtics and and, and going up against all the odds and really not supposed to be there but were, you know, and having the the story of Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, even though it probably did not end, and the well, it didn't end the way he wanted it to, but the way it also ended, the path there was like a strong path that began Jimmy Butler's twenty twenty three playoffs. Just kind of took a nosedive, like in the finals, which is not you know something that you want to you know have in the stat books and like people people remember you remember you from, but you know. Well, what are you gonna do? You know, you can't win them all. You win some, you lose some. You know, it's just the way that it's just the way life works. <clears throat> moving on, though. Moving on. We're gonna move on to movies now. Some movie talk. Some big things have been announced this week. Not like new movies coming out. Actually, or not new movies that are that will be dropping into theaters anytime soon. But actually, for the most part, a lot of movies getting pushed back. A lot of movies getting pushed back. A lot of big movies getting pushed back, a lot of big delays coming, and a lot of also some movies that will get moved up. And these all come from Disney, Walt Disney Studios. They're Marvel films, Star Wars films, Avatar films, all getting new, pretty much new, mostly pushed back release dates. And I kind of wanted to talk about them and just kind of give you my thoughts on like what I think is happening is it all the writer strike is it internal conflict within this studio because <clears throat> this seems to be happening quite a bit lately movies projects entertainment 
you hear it in gaming all the time, stuff gets delayed. You know, and this time, it might be for the better, hopefully, but it also might be because they they truly don't know what's going on. So, Disney is shaking up a lot of its releases, you know, adding Star Wars movies and uh, Moana live-action adaptation to the schedule, you know, delaying Avatar movies and then flipping around the release dates. Some of the big, you know, changes that I noticed, and this is coming from an article from Variety, um, a live-action Moana film that I talked about that was starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson returning to play the character of Maui. But in real life, as a person, you know, as a not a cartoon, will be coming out, according to this article, on June 27th, 2025. Now, I thought that that movie, that when it was announced, was a little, actually, no, very unnecessary. That movie, that film, in my opinion, is super duper unnecessary. Like, we just had Moana, like... I can't remember, seven years ago, it's still kind of fresh in our minds right now, right? He's still known for Maui, like people still like him as the cartoon Maui. But having, I think, this movie come out in only two years from now is still a bit too soon, in my opinion, for you to be like, oh, look at this, a new Moana, a new, yeah, a new Maui, new Moana, yeah, let's have some fun. I honestly don't really think that this is something that we want or a good idea i understand disney that you want to make money and you've run out of ideas i i, I mean i've just i've given i've told you this i've told my the, the people that listen to this hopefully that they get the message these guys have absolutely no ideas anymore they don't have anything and to see this film get moved up to 2025 or or get plotted into the slate in 2025 is either they're confident in it or they need to put it there because other things are going to take a little bit longer to produce. Now let's move forward. The next one that I've seen on this list is um, Deadpool 3 is moved up actually. It was going to come out in November 8th, 2024, but now will be coming out in May 3rd, or on May 3rd, 2024. Now that movie, if you haven't noticed, or if you haven't seen, has already been announced. And it was announced in a pretty clever and very um, very funny way, very um, encouraging way, very, um, in a way... To build up the hype. If you didn't know, there was a video posted from Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman that they were going to make Deadpool 3. And it's going to have not only Deadpool, but Wolverine in the film. Now, Wolverine and Deadpool, for to my knowledge, from you know people who read comic books and some of my friends have told me that they've been in comic books before, Deadpool and Wolverine, and they've never done that in the films until now. So that's actually, you know what, as much as I do not like Deadpool at all, I kind of like, and I've seen both Deadpool movies, one and two, and they're okay. I truly want to see Deadpool 3 because, not only because because of Deadpool, I mean, I like, he's an okay character, but he's not something I go to flock to. I want to see it because Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine, 
Now, I've said this before in the past. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. He is Wolverine. Like, I see him... I just hit the way he plays the character like he is the like the only guy who can play Wolverine. If he's alive and fit to act, he should play Wolverine. I don't care. It, you can, you know, move on the best you can. It, it, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I'm sorry to say, but it's true. He is Wolverine. So when I saw the news that he was going to be returning as the character of Wolverine, well, for one, I was excited, but I was also conflicted with myself because... He ended playing Wolverine with the movie Logan, which is one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. It's an incredible, it's an, it's an actual masterpiece of a film, not just a comic book movie, but it's a masterpiece of a film. And I thought that that was a perfect send off to that character. However, no, seeing that Marvel Studios is currently struggling with the MCU. And the lack of cool characters that they have in their current MCU. Deadpool and Wolverine would definitely be a big boost to their cinematic universe. There's no doubt. They probably need them more than anything right now. Than anything. I mean, I've seen... Apparently there's going to be a new show coming out called Secret Wars or Secret Invasion. And I don't give a flying fuck about that. I mean... I, I, I might watch it because I love Nick Fury and I love Samuel L. Jackson, but like besides that, I don't give a shit. I don't care about the secret invasion at all. I don't even know what that's about. Nor do I care. There hasn't been anything that's kind of built up to this either, so it's like, I feel like I'm almost out of the loop and I don't know what's happening. But, you know, then again, like the the cinem the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been nothing but jumping from place to place every film and TV show that they've been putting out this past two years since the the end of Endgame, you know. So it's been it's been a very bumpy ride for the MCU. Possibly adding Deadpool and Wolverine into the mix into the universe could boost popularity with the fans, but also hopefully. I mean, I don't know if it'll do anything to the universe overall, but maybe give it some more life. Maybe give it some, you know, something to look forward to now. Maybe you'll look forward to seeing Deadpool, Wolverine. Maybe things happen. Maybe they add more things to the MCU to get you to want to see the films again. Because at the moment, as much as I love Guardians Volume 3, I fucking loved it. It didn't really... It did not really build onto the existing MCU. Not a whole lot. I mean, we know about the fate of the Guardians, but like, besides that, there ain't too much that they added to it. So, you know, in terms of the future of the franchise, in terms of the future of the property, not a whole lot going for that. Especially with the whole Jonathan Majors thing. That's a mess. I don't know what is going to happen. In fact, moving on. What's also going to be affected is there's going to be an untitled Star Wars movie debuting um, December 18th. No, give me a second. This is kind of uh, strange. Okay, because that there is going to be a Star Wars movie coming out December 18th, 2026, Avatar 3 has shifted... Uh, no, 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 sorry. 
Um, there's going to be a Star Wars film coming out December 18th, 2026. Which, I mean, like... Uh, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know what that's going to be about. I have no idea. I. I am zero, zeroly confident in what Lucasfilm does with Star Wars. I have like no confidence whatsoever. Having them, having changed the scheduling yet again, we have no idea. There was like four movies I think announced at Star Wars Celebration, and we have no dates for them. So. Or we have no, like, you know, we don't know which one's going to come out first, second, third, or fourth. I'm pretty sure. And, um, yeah, I guess be, just because I have, like, no, like, absolutely no idea when either will come out, I'm not too excited. I'll be honest. I'm not too excited for that. Um, that's that for Star Wars. And then Avatar 3 is shifting from December 19th, 2025. Um, no, no, no. So, hold on. Okay, because Avatar is coming out in 2025, that's why they put Star Wars in 2026. Okay, so Avatar um, 3 is coming out December 19th, 2025. And then Avatar 4... Is coming out December twenty first in twenty twenty nine, and then no, 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 Avatar three coming out December nineteenth, twenty twenty five, Avatar four December twenty first, twenty twenty nine, and Avatar five December nineteenth, twenty thirty one, which is you know crazy because you're gonna have the third one come out in. 2025, the fourth one, 2029, and then the fifth one, 2031. That's, you know, first of all, this is a lot to look forward to. Like, not in a good way. Like, when you say looking forward to, it's like, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the future. This is a lot that's going to be coming out in the in the future. Like, Avatar 5, that's coming out in 2031, is going to be coming out in eight years. That's kind of crazy. That's weird. That It's a lot to look forward to, but it's also, you know, you probably be like, oh, okay, I can chill out, though. I can chill out. There's going to be a lot of other shit that's going to be occupying my time before that even comes up, before I even have to worry about that. So that, that really, that to me, isn't something super like, oh, look at this. Can you believe this is happening? Yeah, yeah, um, Other changes, though. Moving on to Marvel Studios. Captain America Brave New World is moving from May 3rd, 2024 to July 26th, 2024. So it's being uh, delayed to July 26th, 2024, um, which delays that movie The Thunderbolts to December 20th, 2024, and the Blade movie to February 14th. 2025 now that blade movie man the one that's uh starring mahershala ali he's he's uh, been cast as blade to play blade that movie has been pushed back delayed had a lot of creative differences from what i've been hearing and it doesn't seem that that movie has a lot going for it at this at this at this moment right here right now 
that this movie does not seem like a very a very confident movie, I would say, in the Marvel Studios ensemble or their arsenal. Like it doesn't seem like a movie that anybody is really excited for to see. Anybody is even if there's not really any confidence that you could like say that this movie has. I've heard that they've fired a couple directors. I think a writer or two was fired. Um, Mahershala Ali, the actor, has had creative differences with Marvel and stuff like that. There's been a lot of problem problems that have been circulating in this movie. This movie has become very problematic. And I'm kind of, I'm not really sure why at all it's it's so problematic. I'm, if I were to say, if I were to gamble on it, is maybe the people who are going to be in it and the people who are writing it want it to be, probably they want it to be a darker film. But Marvel and Disney are probably gonna are probably like, you know, we're still Marvel and Disney. Can you kidify this up a bit? Can you make this for the kids? It's like, motherfucker, you know who this character is? This is Blade. What are you talking about? And I've been telling my friends this entire time. They've been excited. Some of them have been so excited for Blade. And I'm like, watch it, bro. Just be just be aware. They're going to neuter they're going to neuter Blade. I'm telling you this right now. They're going to neuter Blade. Which you haven't been hearing that type of stuff with Deadpool. I think because that they know how much Deadpool has succeeded being de- being how Deadpool is. That they probably don't even want to touch it. They probably like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds knows what he's doing. Uh, let's let him do his thing. Whereas with Mahershala and these guys are like, hold on. We got to reintroduce this guy. And we don't re- really want to make him the super... You know, this super dark movie when he's like a killer and a vampire or some shit like that. Maybe tone it back. And I'm pretty sure that's what's happening is they want to kidify and neuter Blade so he can appeal to a, a broader audience. And pro- since he doesn't have the, the you know, the co- comedic, um, you know, style as Deadpool, they probably think that, well, if they go too dark, it's probably not going to make as much money. So let's kidify it up let's make it for kids instead. And I'm pretty sure the creators are going to be like, nah, this is not what he is. And that's probably why it's getting delayed by so much. Um, And, you know, after the Blade delay, Fantastic Four, that movie's still supposed to come out, um, is moving to May 2nd, 2025. Which, I, honestly, dude, I, I completely forgot about that film. That they're actually trying to reintroduce the Fantastic Four to us. I completely forgot. I was not, truly was not, you know, um, thinking about Fantastic Four when I saw, you know, Ant-Man, Guardians, you thinking about this new slate that's coming out of new movies. I just completely forgot that um, Fantastic Four was one of their plans. Now, thinking about this right now is like they have to introduce like these guys not soon, but they need to like introduce them so where, where it makes sense. And if they're going to be, you know, in, you know, future Avengers films, maybe they cameo in them. They're obviously they're not the Avengers, but if they like, you know, be sort of like a team that teams up with the Avengers, even if, if, if I mean, honestly, it, there's like no Avengers right now. Like they they're not really the Avengers right now. 
there's no been talk about a team in any you know movie tv show that's come out recently about the avengers coming out so at this moment it's like hold on are you still making avengers films we have no idea what's going to happen with all these characters they've all just been doing their own thing there's been no inclination no um plan to put them in all into a film except until they make those avengers movies we don't even know who's part of the Avengers yet. How is this all going to, you know, ship out? Like, how is this all going to make any sense? To me, there's got to be, like, some kind of bridge movie that actually brings them together. But the 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 question is, which one is it going to be? I truly have no idea. Is Blade going to be an Avenger? I doubt it. Is um, Moon Knight going to be an Avenger? I doubt it. Is, um, you know... Uh, what's her face um from captain marvel miss marvel are they going to be avengers i don't know i doesn't really seem like we have a clear-cut path of how this is all going to shape up and you know as an audience member i'm okay with that you know not knowing what's going to happen i just want to know if the people who are making this shit even know how it's all going to turn out at the moment, it seems like they probably don't know what's going to happen, but I could be wrong. This all could be bullshit, horseshit, and not make any sense right now for me, coming from someone who's on the outside, just a viewer of these films, and not knowing jack shit about what's to come. But as far as I can tell you on from the outside and what's been announced and what's been changed and what's on the horizon, I don't know how this is going to shape up at all. Truly have no idea. Do they even have time to put out enough shit to make this all make sense and make it all worth it before the Avengers films come out? I don't know. I truly have no idea. But after that moves, right, after Fantastic Four comes out, Avengers The Kang Dynasty is getting pushed back an entire year from May 2nd, 2025 to May 1st, 2026. And um, that means that Avengers Secret Wars, which is... Uh, was supposed to come out May sixth, or May first, twenty twenty six. Will now be coming out on May seventh, twenty twenty seven. And you know that was that's also kind of weird because Avengers: The Kang Dynasty will be coming out, and as far as I know, Jonathan Majors is still Kang. That could change. Will Kang even be the bad guy still? Will he still be the big bad? I don't know. Now, that's obviously something that they Marvel had no control over. They had no idea that that stuff was going to happen with Jonathan Majors. So that's not their fault at all. I'm pretty sure these delays might be because... some Or some of these delays might be because... That stuff happened. Maybe they got to rework their entire universe, their entire bad guy. Maybe it's maybe again, maybe I'm not too sure, but that could be a reason of why this is all happening. Also, maybe because of the writer strike, why that's, you know, that's currently going on right now. A lot of productions in Hollywood have been shut down because of the writer strike. So that could also be a, th- a big factor, but you know, they've been very quiet about the whole Jonathan Majors thing. So Maybe that's even worse than we could possibly imagine. So we should probably, you know, think on the safer side. Marvel's probably thinking safer right here. They probably think that they might have to scrap Kang if they don't want to recast him. 
they might have to make another villain and maybe change the entire the the title of the Avengers movies. That might be a possibility that they might have to do or might consider. Might might if the stuff with Jonathan Majors does not go well. There was a little bit more to this. Let me see what it says. Um, uh, let's see. With the addition of a Star Wars film in December 26, it means that two movies set in a galaxy far, far away will be released in that year. So that's what I was looking for was there was talks that there was going to be two movies that I heard that two movies were coming out. And I was reading this article. I'm like, where's this at? But this confirms it right here that there's going to be a movie in on May 22nd, 2026, and then another one um, in December of that year. That's what I saw, right? Let me see. Uh, yeah, December 18th, 2026. Because there was a movie that was supposed to come out on December 19th, 2025, but that was moved to May 22nd, 2026. And then they have another one that's slated for December 17th, 2027. So, supposed to begin two Star Wars films in 2026, which is a little strange, I'll be honest. From the ones that were released at Star Wars Celebration, um, the one that was with Daisy Ridley coming back to be, you know, continuing that story... The James Mangold one, which is like the Dawn of the Jedi, and then the th- uh, there was one with Dave Filoni, which is like a, uh, I believe a film like to end the Mandalorian universe, the Mandalorian series, but end it like within a film film style. Not sure which one is going to be coming out when, but that's I mean, if we're going to be getting two in one year, I can bet you one of them might be Dave Filoni's in twenty twenty six. But hey, I'm not too sure. Apparently, they still want to make more Mandalorian seasons. I personally thought it felt like it ended in in uh, after season three completed. But, you know, who knows? It all could change. It all could possibly change. I mean, my my take with all this is that either the writer strike is, is worse than we thought or... You know, they just wanted to put new stuff in like that Moana film and that has to like push stuff back because they don't want to be competing with their own films and, you know, just like making one studio suffer while the other one thrives. I mean, they did that sort of when they released a solo, a Star Wars story, like shortly after um, Avengers Infinity War came out and they just couldn't make it that much money because Infinity War was out and it was just crushing and uh, they just probably were just like, you know what? We just got to re- re- redo everything because we need more time. Maybe. Maybe they do. I don't know. Well, only time will tell on that one. But moving on. Sticking with movies, though. I finally saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Finally saw it. And I'm going to review it right now. So, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I saw it a week later. I was always planning to go see it. I just never really knew when I was going to see it. But I was really excited and I wanted to see it because I loved, absolutely loved, the first movie. And I can almost say that with this movie as well. Now, I thought it was really, really 
really good. Like it was it was pretty amazing. Like some of the animation is crazy. Miles Morales is still my dude through and through. This is a Miles Morales film. You get that, you know, through and through that this is Miles' story. At first, I thought it was going to be somebody else's story, that it could have been somebody else's. Well, I won't spoil, but it kind of had me going in a little bit. Like, is this going to be Miles' story? What's this going to be about? Is it going to be a joint story? But it wasn't. It was Miles' story as it should be, and it only just, you know, it's like a year and a half later from the events of Into the Spider-Verse. He's older, he's maturing, he's got, you know, issues with him himself being Spider-Man. Of course, you get that in any Spider-Man film. This just happens to be Miles Morales, and it's animated. And, you know, the emotional story beats and the emotional, like, um, moments in this movie are pretty, you know, pretty strong in this. From Miles and his, and his parents to Miles and Gwen... And and these other characters that they introduce, like um, like Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider Man 2099, played by Oscar Isaac. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that's not, you know, not because I'm so very like unaware and uneducated on the multiverse of Spider Man's. Like, I this was all like very, very new to me. And I actually understand it pretty damn well. And I really enjoyed it too. Like seeing all the Spider-Mans, who they are, their different personalities and their purposes and how they all kind of, you know, they're all different, but they're all like kind of the same. They all kind of have the same path. Like you've seen in multiple different variations of Spider-Man. There are some Spider-Mans that I've seen that, that are shown in this film that are, you know, that you've seen in other forms of media, whether it be a game, another TV show, a movie, whatever. You know, you've seen it, and it's cool to see them all in there interact with Miles and Gwen and all that. And then the story, you know, becomes, you know, more personal to Miles. I won't say what happens, but it becomes, like, very personal, where it's like, I love Miles so much, but in this movie, I was, like, rooting very, very, very hard for Miles. Like, Miles was, like, the guy that, you know, you go to bat with. Like, that guy... I ended up really, really loving Miles in this movie. Like, Miles is the main character. You're supposed to like him, but dude has shot up to, like, some of, like one of my favorite Spider-Mans because of this film, because of these past two films. Like, he is the man. Like, that guy is so cool. Didn't really think that that would happen, honestly, from a cartoon movie, from, a you know, the a different Spider-Man that wasn't Peter Parker, but dude is legit. Dude is the best. You fight for him. You want to be in the ring with that guy. He is cool. You're rooting for him. He's the best. And then the movie, you know, has a twist towards the end that I was not expecting. And I was like, no way. And it just elevated the movie's stakes to me. And I was like, holy shit. And the realization of what he has to do is insane. And I was like, holy fuck. What is going on? What's this going to be? How's this going to go? This is insane. And then the movie ends. And then that was my biggest complaint. The movie... I guess this is kind of a spoiler thing, so if you don't want to hear anything, this is a little spoilery. Miles Morales is about to fight... Um... 
Actually, no, I won't spoil it. But Miles Morales is about to, you know, fight what you would think in a film to be the third act. You know, there's like the beginning, the second act conflict, and then the build up to the third act conf- uh, conflict. And then the movie doesn't even feel like it has a third act. It just ends. And I remember that, oh yeah, this is going to be a part one of a part two. But it's going to be called a different thing, not just Across the Spider-Verse Part 2. It's going to be called something entirely new, which is not really a Part 2, Part 3, really, or Part 2, whatever, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's the way they're going to end it? That was kind of cruel. That was kind of mean, I'll be honest. Like I was so ready because, listen, this movie to me flew by so fast. It was like a two hour 20 minute film but it flew by because of how good it was how well written it was how i love the story the thing with him his him and his parents struggling to tell him that, that you know about being spider-man and all that shit the struggles that that they the him and gwen share all that stuff is great and it's awesome and it's like it, it keeps you involved in the story and like i said miles is you're rooting for miles throughout the entire time and you want to see him succeed and then the movie just doesn't end. It does not have an ending, which is why I have to ding it a full point because it was on track to be an incredible movie. I just felt like I didn't see the whole movie. There is a buildup, and it is like the worst cliffhanger for a film of all time. Like it, It's like, no way. You just ended it right there. Like... We were about to throw down. We were about to get the third act, and you just cut it. What? I could not believe it. I was, I felt like I could have sat there for another hour, hour and a half. I like I said, the movie flew by for me. It just flew by. Like I didn't even, I wasn't even ready to go. I was like, let's get it. Where? How is this gonna go? I was seriously like ready for the for the rest of the movie right then and there. I couldn't believe it. And. I think because like it did not have an actual ending to that film, it it gets dinged for me. Like it it doesn't feel like a complete film. It does not feel like a complete movie. You can easily do that type of cliffhanger in TV where next week is a new episode. Not here. Mm-mm. I did not like that. My brother did. I thought he was super deluded. I could not tell if he was joking or what. I couldn't stand it. I was like, no fucking way. I was ready. I, I I could not wait for what was I was about to see. I was like, no way. Let's go. And literally, bro, spoiler alert right here. This is actually going to be a spoiler. He is confronted with alternate universe Miles Morales, who was supposed to get bit by the spider, but the Miles that we know we know and love got bit he's literally about to fight alternate universe miles like actually throw a punch and he and the movie cuts and it's over i was like no that is that was horrible horrific cruel and mean now people say that dune part one was a cliffhanger at least that movie felt like it ended and it was getting ready for the next piece to begin. This one was like, 
dude, we're mid-fight. This is the end of the movie. This is going to be the third act right here. Let's go. Let's go. And nothing. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, dude, that was fantastic. But that, I, I could not, I just, that wasn't a complete film. I was like, I got a dinghy for that. I, I can't, I cannot let you get away with that. I'm sorry. I was on board. I was ready. I love the characters. I love Miles. I love Gwen. The introduction of Miguel O'Hara was sick. That was awesome. And oh, the way it ended, man. Oh, man, it pissed me off because I was ready. Damn. Because I heard that they were changing. I heard that they changed the tile because the first teaser was called The Cross of Spider-Verse Part 1. They dropped the Part 1 and they released the tile for the third film, which was Spider-Man uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse. And I'm like, that's completely two films. Like, this is completely different films. But it was like, no, it's like the second part of this film. Okay. Kind of weird, but whatever. I just like, I, I don't know. I just, it, I was not, I, I didn't enjoy it. The movie doesn't have an ending. It doesn't leave me satisfied and like, oh, that was a film that uh, you can watch over and over again. You might have to just watch those two films back to back to get the full film. I'll be honest. Now, I, I don't know. That that could be it, just a a nitpick, but I kind of feel like most people will be like, yeah, that that could be, you know, that that's probably, you know, a fair point that it doesn't really end. It just kind of just stops and I'm like, "No! Fuck you." I wanted that to see what happened next so fucking bad, bro. I was, like, furious. I'm like, no fucking way. Couldn't believe it. Like, and I Probably it was because the film is so well done that it doesn't feel like a long movie at all. Even though it is on the longer side of modern-day films, like, it, it doesn't feel long at all. It just went fucking right by. I was like, no fucking way. I couldn't believe it. Um, But still a good film, nonetheless. Very, very, very good film. Like, it's really awesome movie. Awesome moments. Awesome action, you know, cool shit. I love Miles Morales' world so much. Like, the animation for his world is so awesome. Like, some of the other Spider-Man, like, worlds just aren't that cool to me, but his is just lit as shit. Um, but yeah, really, 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 really awesome movie. I just, I could not give it what I thought I was going to give it. So... I gave Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the first one, I believe, an 11 out of 10. Perfect film, in my opinion. This one is not perfect. And because it doesn't have an ending, it is not a perfect film. So it gets a big ding. So this movie gets a flat out 9 out of 10. It was close, people. It was so close. I'm telling you, man, if they made this three hours, I would have not been mad at all. Not at all. The way it was going, I was... Like I said, I'm ready for to sit there for another hour, an hour, hour and a half. I was ready. I was locked in. I was so ready. And I just kind of wonder, like, how long is the next one going to be? Like, like how long is it going to be? Because it seems like this is building up to, you know, they probably can't really introduce a whole new concept the way this film ends to, you know, you know, like really flesh out a whole new story for a whole new film. So is either this next like part's going to be 
another two hours, an hour 45, hour and a half, whatever. It's just like, is it going to be, how is this one going to roll? And, you know, I'll be honest, I feel like the rating for this film for most sites is probably a little too high, you know, for for it not being a complete film. Um, but, and you know, I'm just kind of bashing because I hated that it ended just so abruptly and it, it kind of robbed me of a moment, I'll be honest, that I have to wait another whole fucking year for. But, oh well. Still great film, fantastic film. You should see it if you have not seen it. Um, but, yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, a 9 out of 10. So close, people. So close to a 10. So close. All right, people. Now on to video games. The last topic before I close out the show. Now, you you people might have known that this past weekend was something special that I like to look forward to every year. And it's the Xbox Games Showcase. This is where all the nerds that work at Xbox and the the studios that work under Xbox and have to make games for the console and also PC, they put on a presentation to show you what's coming up. Well, not really much of a presentation. They just put a, all their trailers in one video. That way, you know, they don't have to actually show up anywhere and actually show their game. And some people enjoy it. A lot of my friends do. I, for one, do not like this. I enjoy seeing what they have to show us and having the creators also talk about it and show their passion to me. They need to sell me on these games. And I think that a lot of the reasons why I thought that this showcase and even last showcase wasn't as good is because they weren't there to show me that they cared about this game. They just showed me their trailer and that was it. That was it. And so I'm going to talk about a lot of the games, but I'm going to run off the names of some of these games that they were showing off and, you know, had the balls to put out there and the confidence that they were to put them out there under the Xbox name. And I'll be honest with you people, a lot of these games I don't give a flying fuck about. Flying fuck. In fact, I thought a lot of these games' announcements were a little disrespectful to me and my time. So you got games that come out, like, that are expected in the Xbox showcase, like Forza Motorsport. That's a that's been a staple of Xbox since, I think, its beginning. It's been their racing game, their racing franchise since the dawn of Xbox. It's been there from, like, pretty much day one, right? I expected that to come out. Everybody expected that. That was a no-brainer. Of course, they're probably going to show a new Forza. Of course. And it looked okay. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. New Forza. I ain't playing this. I'm not a car guy. I'm not a racing fan guy. Whatever. Cool. Cool. It looks better than Gran Turismo. Sure. Fine. I'll take it. Running on the Series X. Cool. I don't care. I Move on. Let's move on. Okay? Moving on. Then they put out... Now, this is not an order, by the way. Not an order. But the games that you do expect, right? Flight Simulator 2024. Who gives a fuck? I I actually do not like Flight Simulator that much. I don't really care for flying commercial private aircraft. I enjoy flying military fighter bomber aircraft. Like F-18s, F-22s, A-10s, 
you know, stuff like that. They had like an expansion for that with Top Gun Maverick. That was pretty cool because you can just fly fast as shit and do these courses. That was fun. But I'm not going to fly a commercial airliner from, you know, California to Hawaii. Okay. That is not fun for me. I am sorry. Okay. I'm just not going to do that. And that's what that game is truly about is you plotting your course and flying the path and landing on a, on a, on an airstrip. Okay. I'm not going to play that. I am sorry. People will play it. Pilots will play it. People who truly love commercial aviation will play it. I will not. I'm sorry. Um, and then, of course, if they added the, um, the, the, the expansion Dune, yeah, the Dune expansion with their fucking little, uh, their fighter in Dune, which, I'll be honest, was, was kind of like the Top Gun Maverick one, I'll be honest, but a little bit more far-fetched because it's a Dune ship. I thought that was a little weird, but they also kind of added the Pelican from Halo, so, like, sure, whatever, you know, to get anybody to play your game, I guess, um, that was expected. Like, those two are expected because those are Microsoft properties, right? Those are Microsoft properties, and that's what, you know, people want to see. Something that was also kind of expected, and I also kind of thought that was going to be shown, was Fable. All right, cool. I'm not a Fable fan. I'm truly not a Fable fan. Not at all. I haven't played a single Fable. I've heard people love Fable. I've seen, I've seen like, gameplay. I've seen, like, some things of Fable. I can't understand why people like it. But to each his own, right? You can like whatever the fuck you want. I will not play Fable. Will not. What it seems to me is like it's almost like a soft reboot. It's just called Fable. So, you know, maybe they're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue Fable or are we just going to restart it? I think because of how much it's been through and how much Fable the Journey was like not good, apparently. I never played it too, so I don't know. They just had to reboot the thing, which, you know... I have people, friends who are Fable fans, and they seem to like what they saw at that showcase. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You saw your shit. Let's move on. Um, Cyberpunk is actually getting a uh, 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 a DLC slash game, new game, which I, I'm pretty sure it's like priced at $40 or maybe $30, but uh, doesn't seem, you know that like interesting to me it's it's a it's a new story with uh the keanu reeves's character just like okay cool you know more cyberpunk i guess right people like do people want cyberpunk i i sure don't i thought that game was fucking boring as shit but whatever you do you i guess um then they released a bunch of games that i truly 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 did not care for or even give a flying fuck about and i'm gonna name all them right now Number one, Senua Saga Hellblade 2. Dear fucking Christ. All you saw was some chick whispering, doing some dumb ASMR shit by herself in a cave. And I'm like, no fucking way that Microsoft is actually showing me this shit right here, right now. And I got people who hate cinematic trailers and are like, this looks cool. This looks fucking cool. Like, you are a fucking hypocrite. Because you think that this is cool, and well, while it's just another cinematic, and but no, because it's Hellblade, it's cool, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, Xbox. You're wasting my fucking time with this shit. Hellblade? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, 
Avowed looked okay. It kind of looked like another Skyrim-type game, which is like, okay, you've done this before. How is this any different? Is this any new? It doesn't look that cool to me, but I'll give you a pass on this one. Because they own Bethesda, of course they had to put their own bullshit out there, like Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76. And I was like, dude, for real? Like, are we really going to continue with Fallout 76? Are you fucking kidding me? You're taking away fundings for Starfield to go to Fallout 76, and they come out with the audacity to say 15 million dwellers play 76. Yeah, not anymore, bro. Like, maybe a thousand play that fucking game because it's so trash. All you do is keep keep it. It looks the same. It doesn't feel any better. It's not good. It's a terrible game, and I regret I regret buying it so much. I actually spent a full price on that fucking game. I can't believe it. Um... Yeah, a bunch of other shit that I don't even care about. Towerborn, don't care. South of Midnight, don't care. Metaphor, don't care. Uh, Path of the Goddess, don't care. Clockwork Revolution, I don't give a shit. Payday 3, don't care. 33 Immortals, don't care. Again, you see a pattern here? There's a lot of shit that's coming out that I have no idea what's about, and I don't really care what I'm seeing because... It all just looks like mumbo-jumbo bullshit. I don't care. You know what it is, too? Is the fact that there's no one speaking about this game, I can't really feel like the need to play it because no one's selling me on what I'm trying to see. Games are not just movies. They are interactive experiences of playing stuff. I need to see a creator behind this tell me that this is fun because I can't really tell because, again, a lot of the shit is cinematic trailers and I don't really see a lot of gameplay. That's another one thing about this whole fucking showcase was a lot of cinematic trailers, no gameplay. I, for one, love cinematic trailers. But if you're going to have 20 of them, like, I'm just not going to remember this shit. I'm not going to remember any of this bullshit. I'll be honest. So, throughout this entire thing, of all these games being released, I'm like, hey, Phil Spencer, like, you have a lot of games, but are they games that you give a shit about? Because they're all on Game Pass Day 1. You technically don't even have to buy these games to play them. So I'm thinking, like, are these the games that they don't give a shit about? Let me see the games that they do give a shit about, because I'm not seeing them here. I'm not seeing them. Like, like I just read to you. Hellblade, Towerborn, Metaphor? What is this shit? What are you doing? And then the list goes on and on and on. Like you just said, Payday, 33 Immortals, said that. City Skylines 2. What? The fuck? Who the fuck cares about City Skylines 2? I saw that, and I was like, no fucking way. Are they giving me a fucking real-time city-building fucking video game in their showcase? Absolutely not. Where, again, I'm at this point in the showcase, where are the games that you fucking care about? Moving on. Um, Skull, uh, Sea of Thieves. Oh, good. A game that's already out with an expansion. Oh, like, we fucking care. You put a slot in your game showcase to show a game that already exists, but wait, an expansion of Monkey Island. Who? What the fuck is that? And who gives a shit? It's Sea of Thieves. No one gives a fuck about that game. A game that's already been coming, that's come out, and you're showing it off. It, you, you're taking a spot, 
of the showcase with the game that already fucking exists. And the same thing that happened with Overwatch 2. I could not fucking believe that they actually put Overwatch 2 in their game showcase. They put a whole spot for Overwatch 2. I was like, get the fuck out. I'm done. I cannot with this company. Phil Spencer, you need to be... You need to rethink your whole strategy right here, bro, because this is not working out. Yes, you have the games, but in quantity, but where's the quality? I see nothing here worth quality that's worth showing off at this showcase. Jesus Christ. Moving on. Like a Dragon, um, Infinite Wealth. That was, if you saw the showcase, was the dude who like landed in America, and he was Japanese, and he was like naked. I was like, what the fuck is this? I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? What are we doing? Like, what the actual fuck are we doing? Again, it was not a, a, a game with a game trailer with gameplay. Doesn't seem like it would take a lot to put gameplay out for a game that looks this bad. I'll just be honest. Um, another game was uh, Persona 5 Tactica. And then Persona 3 Reload. So we got two fucking Personas that are these stupid anime looking games. I'm like, oh my god. What is this? Like, who wants to play this? Who's going to play this? Where are the big titles at, people? Oh my god. And then Still Wakes the Deep, Dungeons of Hinterberg, Juicent, and then I was like, nah. Like, 80% 80% of these I don't give a flying fuck about. And then they had the audacity to put to announce a new Star Wars game coming from Ubisoft um, called Star Wars Outlaws, which was just a cinematic trailer, which again, I'm cool with. But if it's a Star Wars game and it's got like an it's a brand new game, I want to see a little bit more than that because for one, Star Wars is kind of a... Uh, it's it's kind of a you know it's 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 a dying franchise. I'll be honest, it's dying. It truly is dying, in terms of like movies and TV shows and movies. I heard that Survivor was pretty sick, but I haven't played it yet. But it's kind of it's kind of a dying franchise. I'll be I won't be the I won't be, um, dumb. I, I'll admit it. It's kind of dying, you know. But I wanted to see gameplay of that. And I was like, where's the gameplay? Come on, this is a new concept. You're like a you're you're an outlaw, you're like a space pirate, space cowboy, and you're gonna show me shit for this? Like, come on, man. Cinematic was cool, but like give me more of that shit, bro. I need to see how that was gonna play. And a couple of no shows that I thought would have been shown. I'm not a huge fan of it, but Gears of War 6 would have been lit. That would have been pretty sick to see because they need their franchises back. They need something. They need that exclusive pull. You know, they wanted to make exclusives for Game Pass and wanted to make them, you know, some decent games. A lot of these games are not looking that good for exclusive, you know, exclusive royalty. I'm just saying. Um, And then finally, finally, they actually land something good. And this is the big one. This is the big daddy of them all. They finally showed us more of Starfield from Bethesda. And they showed a lot. They showed like 45 minutes of in-depth gameplay and in-depth just um, discussion and and laying everything out about Starfield. And I I personally loved it. I loved what I saw. 
I can't wait to play this game. I'm already labeling this game the game of the century. Now, of course, you know, people in my friend group were pushing back on Olau, saying that you shouldn't get so hyped about it, you shouldn't get so excited, lower your expectations, and I was like, fuck, no, this looks sick, I can't fucking wait to play this. This might be, in fact, the game of the century, and I was thinking like, hang on, they're showing me 45 fucking minutes of this goddamn game. It's gotta be pretty close to this. Like they're they're so confident to show me forty five minutes of what you can do in Starfield that it's gotta be you know somewhat close to what this is. Now I was like, yes, give me this now or whenever. But this looks promising, and this this looks really 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 good. This looks like everything that Bethesda has been working on in their previous games adding all the stuff that they've been working on and building up to this moment in Starfield. I mean, you got crafting, got ships, building, cause, uh, customization of ships, outposts, um, you know, all the loot, um, um, crafting, and, 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 and uh, um, stuff that you can find, and combat, and dialogue, and, and talking to people, and skill trees, and, and traits, and, and everything and that you can expect in Bethesda, and the open-worldness, now expanding to not just one world, but according to them, a thousand worlds, like, this potentially could be the game of the century here, people, if it is played out right, and if they do it correctly, this could be the game of the century, I'm not kidding you, I'm not kidding, and yeah, that might be a little bold, that might be a little over-exaggerating, but from what I've seen, from how confident the, the people that were in this video sound and see and look, I'm this could be the game of the century, and thank God that this is going to be an Xbox exclusive, and thank God that this was at the end, because it pretty much saved the entire fucking thing. This thing was about to be the worst time I've ever spent ever wasted was this showcase because it was so bad so terrible all the games were pretty much dog shit but thank god starfield actually saved the fucking day could not believe it and you know from what i've seen online from what people have been saying on social media is that it's kind of it's pretty much resonating with everybody that everyone's thinking i having some very positive feelings and positive feedback for what this game has shown now, it's only going to come down to the execution, right? This game is actually coming out a lot sooner than we think. This game's coming out in September. I thought it would have been, like, October or November. No, this is coming out September, like September 6th, I believe. So this is right around the corner. This is going to come out within three months. Less than that. Unless it gets delayed again. But we'll see. But as of this moment, they put out that September release date. And I was like, no fucking way. They're confident, or they're just, you know, tr <laughs> I don't understand why they would put it out so early after they, you know, showed this big reveal, or this big, um, uh, this big, uh, this big, um, uh, in-depth breakdown of the game, and put it out in September. I'm thinking they're probably feeling a little confident, and from what I can tell in the video, again, it could be just like, you know, not scripted but like played up they all seem to be pretty pretty confident about it i mean they got a lot of people in that breakdown like people from all over that company who helped make that game talking about it like they seem all seem pretty fucking confident that this is their biggest and best game ever 
And like I said, from what I've seen, from what I saw, calling it as it is, if it does deliver, game of the century. And I, I said that, and no one liked that. No one liked that I said that. But I was like, you know what, dude? This this could be it. This could be it. This could, like, you know, if this sells well, it's going to be a huge hit for Xbox. And you could tell that Xbox throughout that entire showcase was preparing for Starfield. Like, Starfield, you can tell from their thumbnails, from their tweets before, it was like uh, Xbox Showcase plus Starfield Direct. Like, they had reserved 45 whole minutes for just Starfield. Like, they were ready to unload on people with that one. And I was like, okay, all right. If you're confident, I'm going to be fucking excited. So, that'll come out in September. We'll see how that comes out. And, you know, aside from the rest of the games, I don't really care. I mean, and all in all, the showcase was pretty much saved by Starfield because throughout that thing, I was like, who's fucking letting this shit happen? These Persona games, these stupid anime games, this cartoony game about a dude climbing up mounds. I'm like, oh my fucking God, what are we doing here? Where are all the cool games? Who's making this shit? Are you kidding? Nah, bro. Uh-uh. I ain't down for that. Imagine if they had Gears of War and um, some Halo shit. Now, Halo would have been like a fucking, uh, this is already games out. Why are you showing me shit for this? So that could have gone either way. But imagine if they had Gears of War along with Starfield. That would have been pretty lit. That would have been a litter showcase. Even though I'm not a Gears of War fan, that would have been good for Xbox and good for the fans of Xbox because a lot of them love Gears of War. That would have been a big win. Fable, as much as I don't like Fable, was also a big win. Another big win. Um, Star Wars might have been a big win if they had some gameplay, but that was okay. But, like, Overwatch, get the fuck out. Persona, get the fuck out. The fucking um, Hellblade, get out. I, I just don't care. I don't care. Starfield, though, I fucking care. That I can't not wait for that. Anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff with this podcast called Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. It drops every Thursday morning on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Let me repeat myself one time. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff. And yes, I will see you um, next week.